Hello, cookbook friends. This is Carrie and Katie with Cookbook Divas Podcast. We're going to talk today about the exciting new cookbooks coming out the second week of December 2021. There's a really, really nice bunch. I'm so looking forward to talking about them and looking through them. And if you are a publisher or cookbook author, uh, visit our About Us page on cookbookdivas.com to see our review policies. And if you'd like to send us a cookbook, drop us an email. Katie, what's the first book on your list? My first book I'm I'm really excited about. I think it's going to be useful for almost everybody. It's called The Seven Day Basket, the no-waste cookbook that everyone is talking about. Uh, it comes out December 14th. It's by Ian Haste. And I love this because uh, do you end up going to the store and then you buy a bunch of stuff? And then half of it goes to waste. <laughs> uh, lettuce and avocados. Guilty, <laughs> right? guilty. And sometimes cherry tomatoes, because if you don't make a salad, you're not eating the tomatoes. Guilty. Uh, no, I'm super guilty of it, too. And I feel, oh, I get, I shame myself. I'm like, no, I just bought these for a reason. So apparently each chapter starts with a shopping list for the mm. week ahead. And mm. it's followed by seven and very different kind of dinner plans to see you through the whole week so you don't need to wander around the supermarket trying to figure out what you want to cook for dinner. Also, shopping hungry is a terrible idea. I do yes. it all the time. Yes. Uh, so he his whole thing is one shopping basket for one week equals seven dinners. I love this. So an example of this would be if you had Monday, you'd have a sweet potato gnocchi with popped tomatoes. Tuesday would be a Middle Eastern lamb with toasted breads and sage parmesan oil. Wednesday is spaghetti a la Norma. Thursday is tomato feta salad with toasted pistachio, apple, and pomegranate. Friday is spicy sesame sea bass noodles. Saturday is Mexican smoked chicken burger, avocado, and sweet potato crisps. And then last on Sunday is Bombay chicken and Hasselback potato bake. So I love how varied everything is. It's not the same kind of dish over and over again, trying to utilize all your ingredients. It's really awesome. So he provides seven delicious, awesome recipes to kind of simplify our lives. I love it. So this is the seven-day basket. This is by Ian Haste. I just have one complaint. On Thursday, tomato feta salad with toasted pistachio doesn't sound like a big enough dinner. I, I don't want to go I to bed hungry. I, right. <laughs> Maybe I would throw some black beans on there. Oh, well. Ooh, that's just yum. Me. My first book this week that I'm excited about has a gorgeous cover. I wish you could see this, but this is a podcast, so I'll describe it to you. It has a pink background and lots of beautiful cakes. Ooh. It's called Finch Bakery, Sweet Homemade Treats and Showstopper Celebration Cakes by Lauren Finch and Rachel Finch, the founders of Finch Bakery. They share their best-kept secrets to decorating all-out celebration cakes and give you their top baking techniques to create brownies, cupcakes, macaroons, stuffed cookies. What is Ooh. a stuffed cookie? And your own versions of their indulgent signature cake jars. I cannot oh. wait to see the pictures inside this. That sounds they awesome. They give us Instagram-ready, excuse me, over 80 Instagram-ready baking recipes, 15 step-by-step -step baking technique tutorials for beginners. That would be me. Mix and match your favorite, favorite flavor combinations for sponges, fillings, buttercream, and toppings. The fact they said sponges make me think this is a UK book hmm. uh, with UK authors. You, uh, you can learn how to temper chocolate, level cakes, do a crumb coating, which I suck at doing, piping, and scraping techniques, and the basics hmm. of cake decorating. 
And recipes are designed to be standalone, but some also work in a build a block way so you can make your own creation. I don't know what that means. So that is Finch Bakery Sweet Homemade Treats and Showstopper Celebration Cakes by Lauren Finch and Rachel Finch. My next cookbook I'm excited about, it's called The Beginner's Guide to Gluten-Free Vegan Baking, 60 Easy Plant-Based Desserts for Any Occasion. It comes out December 14th. This is by Gina Fontana. I uh, feel kind of ashamed because I remember last Halloween, I tried somebody's pumpkin pie or I approached it and she was like, it's gluten-free and vegan. And I immediately had the ugh face and I feel so terrible about it because it was really good. It was amazing, and I was I was stunned, and everything that I thought about gluten-free ba- vegan baking just went out the window, and it's great. I just don't know how to do it, so I'm very excited about this book because I want to make good vegan and gluten-free baking stuff. So this has 60 foolproof recipes and essential tips and tricks for avoiding common gluten-free vegan baking mishaps, which happens all the time, like you don't <laughs> have eggs or, da- you know, it's crazy. So uh, it's really easy to create comforting classics that you might have thought impossible, which includes things like fudgy brownies, creamy cheesecake, and creme brulee, with even a perfect caramelized top. The chapters are organized by techniques like egg swaps, dairy and butter alternatives, butter consistency, and natural sweeteners. So you'll learn to problem solve while building your baking repertoire. That's very cool. Yes. So there's recipes like a perfectly spiced carrot cake, a bourbon peach ice cream, an edible chocolate chip cookie dough. Yum. And apricot pie pops. Ooh, Ooh. that's different. So all of these have 60 gorgeous full color photos throughout. And this just looks like a really great cookbook to get if you are trying to start gluten-free and vegan baking simultaneously. So that's the big... That is The Beginner's Guide to Gluten-Free Vegan Baking by Gina Fontana. My next book is In Love with Paris, Recipes and Stories from the Most Romantic City in the World by Anne Catherine Weber. It looks so pretty, and I love the chapter names. The first chapter is called Above the City's Rooftops. The second chapter is The Most Beautiful Parks. The third chapter is Along the Seine. There's a chapter called On the Streets. I'm peeking at recipes for a poulet roti, a salade niçois, and there's a page on forbidden love, and there's some pictures of beautiful buildings. There's a tomato tartlets recipe that I totally want to screen capture on Amazon and go (laughs) make them right now until I can get my hands on this cookbook. Duck breast fillets with celeriac puree is too fancy for my boyfriend. And a gilt head bream in salt crust is too fancy for my boyfriend, but you might have people in your family with better palates. That's In Love with Paris, Recipes and Stories from the Most Romantic City in the World by Anne Catherine Weber. This next cookbook is great for any geeks out there, any gamers out there that are also foodies. It's the Assassin's Creed, The Culinary Codex by Theobald Villanova. Sorry if I messed that up. It comes out December 14th. It has 40 recipes across 10 full menus, and they're all inspired by the times and places where the most famous assassins lived and fought. (laughs) Crazy. I mean, and it does span all kinds of places. That's why Assassin's Creed is so, so cool. And time. 
time and space. So you can relive the highlights of the Italian Renaissance, the French Revolution, and even Victorian, Victorian London. You can follow all the assassins of the Brotherhood while enjoying their most celebrated dishes. That includes Davenport Homestead Soup. There's a Boston Apple Pie, a mm. Colonial Coleslaw, Meringue's Mirabelle, Rooks's Bread Pudding. There's just so many recipes in here. I'm so surprised and impressed by all of these really amazing gaming cookbooks. They're very, they're awesome. So... If you enjoy Assassin's Creed, this is definitely the cookbook for you. This is Assassin's Creed, the Culinary Codex by Theobald Villanova. I think we should get it for our cousin, Scotty, who played Assassin's Creed for years. And he probably oh doesn't play it now, but he's a budding chef. Yeah. I think this should be his Christmas present. That's cute. Yes, I agree. And next, speaking of Christmas presents, I bet Katie and I are going to get each other this one. The Witch's <laughs> Feast, a kitchen gourmet. It's by Melissa Madara. We love witchy cookbooks. She writes that the feast is a mating, meeting place between family and friends and between humans and gods. And the cookbook is a decadent collection of magical dishes and feasts created by herbalist, witch, chef, and co-owner of Catland Books, Melissa Madara. Ooh, this sounds fun. It's a companion to kitchen witchcraft, revealing the storied history and seductive art of magical cooking. You can recreate a pagan feast of lamb roasted with milk and honey with cheesecake baked in fig leaves for dessert. I'm going to sub in some tofu, personally. You can celebrate a Gemini birthday with herbed fondue, followed by lemongrass pavlova. Oh, yum. You can align with the poetic pleasures of Venus with edible flower dumplings. What? You can oh. commune with Saturn over blackberry pulled pork sandwiches. You can enjoy the vibrancy of the spring equinox with herb and allium or onion quiche with a potato crust, radish salad with cherry blossom vinaigrette, ooh, and jasmine tea shortbread. Mm. And she has a recipe for mugwort and catnip divination tea. <laughs> and a recipe for ritual bread masks. What? Normally I'm putting bread in my face, not on uh, my face, but that's cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm very intrigued. That's The Witch's Feast, a kitchen grim grimoire, excuse me, by Melissa Madara. Uh, my next book is called The Bengali Five Spice Chronicles. This is the expanded ed edition. It explore or exploring the cuisine of Eastern India. This is by Rinku Bhattacharya. This comes out December 14th. It's expanded with over 60 new recipes and new photo section. This perennial favorite of Bengali cuisine is more comprehensive than ever. This book begins with a thorough introduction to Bengali to Bengali culture and cooking, including sections on spices, ingredients, and equipment. Very cool. Following our recipe chapters on rice and breads, lentils, fried vegetables and fritters, vegetarian first courses, vegetarian entrees, eggs, fish, chicken and poultry, meat dishes, chutneys and relishes, drinks and snacks and desserts. This is Ooh. very comprehensive. It includes 200 easy-to-follow recipes, and that includes chicken kachi biryani there's halim which is lentil meat and it's lentil meat and cereal porridge that's interesting mm. there's a creamed spinach with mustard they call Ooh. it a shorshi sog there's bengali golden fragrant rice oh. super tasty yum there's saffron rice with meatballs pepper spiced bengali vegetable stew 
and chana pudding. Oh, this sounds so good. I'm really hungry and I just ate. So this <laughs> is the Bengali Five Spice Chronicles. This is the expanded edition that comes out December 14th. It is by Rinku Bhattacharya. My next book is The Art of Sushi by Frankie Alarcon. comes out December 14th. It's another one of this growing trend that we love of comic book style cookbooks. It's a bunch of black and white illustrations and yet it is a cookbook. They invite you to fly to Japan and come discover all there is to know about sushi. Frankie Alarcon offers a gourmet panorama of this exceptional dish that's conquered the planet. But do you really know sushi? He traveled to Japan to meet all the players involved in the making of this true work of culinary art. From the traditional starred chef to the young cook who's shaking up the rules... He includes all the artisans and producers involved, and the book covers the most emblematic of Japanese products from A to Z, a journey of discovery. I definitely wouldn't buy this until you get an opportunity to get home and look through the pictures and see if it's for you. And I actually don't see any words on the pages that they give on the Amazon sample. So I'm a little worried, but I'm very, very intrigued because I haven't seen a lot of cookbooks like this. It's The Art of Sushi by Frankie Alarcon. My next book is Ashia's Table, Family Recipes from India and Bo- and Beyond by Ashia Ismail Singer. This comes out December 14th. This cookbook features well-known traditional Indian dishes alongside a selection of exciting new dishes based on Indian flavors and textures. And they can all be made at home. So this cookbook pays homage to her heritage, blending it with blending it seamlessly with a modern and authentic take on her native Indian cuisine. Her recipes aren't just a list of ingredients and measurements. For Ashia, they are memories of childhood, food experience that have been passed down through generations and which connect her and her family and her homeland. I really like that. I think that's so wonderful. There's chutneys and bites for grazing, light lunches, nourishing main dishes, desserts, home baking, and so much more. This book brings you a collection of recipes inspired by India's rich food culture made with ingredients that are really easy to find everywhere, like wherever you are. So that's that's really important. So that's Ashia's Table, Family Recipes from India and Beyond. This is by Ashia Ismail Singer. That's two Indian cookbooks you're tempting me with. I know. I'm sorry. They all sound great. (laughs) My next book, you may have just heard me clicking to pre-order it. It's the Regency Book of Drinks. Quaffs, quips, tipples, and tales from Grosvenor (laughs) Square. It's yet another Bridgerton fan cookbook. This will bring my grand total that I own to three when it arrives. Oh, my God. This is by Amy Finley, and it's illustrated by Nige Borges. It's a loving homage to the area era that was celebrated by the hit Netflix series Bridgerton and the cocktails that shaped its high society. Hmm. So Lady Thornwood is the respectable cocktail connoisseur that presents us a guide of 75 cocktail recipes shaped by the Regency era in both refinement and ingredients and served alongside a heaping dose of high society gossip, scandal, and speculation. That sounds exactly like all of my cocktail parties. Oh. So the book has an overview of the period's most popular ingredients, and then it's divided into six subsequent recipe chapters drawn from high society life during the London social social season, such as the evening soiree, 
delicate daytime drinks. Hello, day drinking. Yeah. And they even have a chapter on disappointingly, I mean, deliciously non-alcoholic <laughs> drinks for polite company. And Lady Thornwood weighs in throughout with stylish sidebars and entertaining advice on how to host gatherings that are the talk of the ton. Love it. Buying it. That's the Regency Book of Drinks. Quap. <laughs> Quips, tipples, and tails, and that is a tongue twister. Yeah. From Grosvenor Square by Amy uh, Finley. Uh, my next book is called The Big Book of King Cake by Matt Haynes. Uh, it comes out December 14th. I'm saying this just the way I am because I didn't know this existed. You've gone to New Orleans, so have you had a king cake before? Oh, yes, I have, but oh. I didn't find the baby. <laughs> See, I don't know anything about this, but I'm really curious because it looks so good. Uh, so king cakes are typically only available during carnival season. Readers can enjoy this book year round, which I feel like is so decadent. And oh, I would be tempted all the time. Uh, so there's traditional cakes that New Orleans have loved forever or New Orleanians have loved forever. And there's also unconventional creations that break all the rules. And this book is your guide to the Crescent City's favorite baked good, which I apparently need to try. So this cookbook is for anyone who loves food, also history. There's sweets, culture, and of course, New Orleans. So this looks amazing. They look like giant donuts stacked on top of each other with cream fill. I don't know. They look amazing. I just got really inspired. If you were going to serve king cakes year round... Then in Easter, you could hide a plastic Easter bunny in the cake. And then Halloween, you could do a black and orange and green and purple one and hide oh. a plastic skeleton. And then Christmas, you could hide a plastic baby Jesus. <laughs> I, okay, so I don't know the point of a king cake. There's something hidden in the king cake. Yeah. Like a prize. Oh, my yep. goodness. This sounds so much fun. Get it? You're the king for the day and you get to wear oh, this hat. Oh, I love it. Okay, that's cool. So if you guys want to make your own king cake instead of going all the way to New Orleans, check out The Big Book of King Cake by Matt Haynes. My next book is Christmas at River Cottage by Lucy Brazier and Hugh Fernley Whittingstall. I'm assuming they're British or from the UK. I don't know if River Cottage is a house or a restaurant. I apologize. I didn't have time to do the research. But the book says that Christmas at River Cottage encapsulates the very best this season has to offer. It guides you from the autumn equinox through Advent and Christmas and merrily into the new year with inspiration, traditions, and indispensable recipes for every festive occasion. I love holiday cookbooks. Recipes have been honed over the years and are rooted in the River Cottage foundations of tradition, seasonality, and sustainability. Along with the ultimate versions of all the classics, there's a whole host of new ideas for show-stopping centerpieces, sparkling cocktails, yum, Yeah. prep-ahead canopies, yes, canapes, excuse me, not a canopy like goes over your head, <laughs> edible gifts, how to liven up leftovers, and some of Hugh Fernley Whittingstall's festive favorites. And accompanying all of this are tips from Lucy and Hugh on planning ahead, good point, Yeah. making natural decorations, effortlessly feeding a crowd, and orchestrating the great Christmas dinner so you'll be able to find the magic along the way. Aww. The front of the book is this beautiful red background with some holly and berries on it, and the food photography that I'm peeking out on Amazon is stunning. I see a giant savory 
quiche pie. I don't know what I'm Ooh. looking at because they didn't label it. But this is very interesting. And I am going to go research what River Cottage is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't know that. That's Christmas at River Cottage by Lucy Brazier and Hugh Fernley Whittingstall. And that finishes up our list of notable cookbooks for the second week of December 2021. If you guys want more cookbook content, come check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and our blog. Not only that, but we do cookbook reviews over on YouTube. So definitely come join us there for more deep dives. If you like what you hear, make sure to share this podcast with other cookbook lovers and leave us a comment and a rating. We want to know how we're doing. Uh, we try to publish every Friday and sometimes on Tuesdays with scrumptious mini-sodes. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you soon. <laughs>